welcome, welcome. I think I have my new intro tag. And yes, I am blatantly stealing the general idea from Mark Belling, the awesome radio show host that I got to listen to for many, many years in my home state and city of Milwaukee. So let's try it. Standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. What do you think? Hey, comments down below. Give me a thumbs up, share, like it, subscribe, do all that jazz. Let me know if you think that tagline is better. I kind of like it. I've been thinking on it for a week or so, putting it together. Um, Coming up here this week, I'm going to try and make some arrangements to interview the guy that's running against Chris Hill. Um, Not sure how that's going to play out, but I'm going to give the guy a fair hearing. Let him say what he wants to say. Uh, I won't interrupt him in the... uh, in the answers, I should say. I won't interrupt his answers, uh, but uh, we're going to play that out here. Uh, hopefully this week I'll get some answers. In the meantime, this is episode 256. This is going to be dropping on September the 7th, which is a Wednesday. And what a wonderful day to talk about why the Republicans won't save you. <laughs> and you may notice there's a theme this week. Yes, uh, <laughs> the party that I subscribe to, the the stupid party, if you will. Um, we, our party leaders, just seem to be more interested in not losing and saving face than getting things done or fighting the good fight. And I'm trying to hold them accountable. I'm trying to force their hand. I'm trying to make them do their job. And if it's too much for them, they should go back home. If it's too difficult for them, then they should retire. If it's too much work, then they shouldn't have the job. They should be fired by their own people. But until then, that's what we got. And while it's not super exciting, and while I'm not overly enthusiastic, what they say is true. At least they're not a Democrat. Unfortunately, the flip side of that scenario is every time we count on them to do something, they seem to find a way to lose. Or as the late, great Rush Limbaugh used to say, They would snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yep, that's our party, the Republicans. And, you know, we try and hold their feet to the fire. We try and encourage them. We try and help them. We try and do everything we can to give them the tools they need to be successful. And they drop the ball on us. And their constant refrain is, well, we're not Democrats. We can't let the Democrats win. And, oh, we're all going to die if the Democrats are in charge. Well, I'm here to tell you, the reverse of that is also true. Not all Democrats hate you or hate me or hate any of us. Now, it's clear to me that their leadership does. It's clear to me that their progressive socialist totalitarian leadership wants nothing more than to install themselves as permanent dictators over what was once the great United States and dictate all policy from the beast in the east. They want nothing more than to have de facto and de sure control over all the other states. And just in case you're wondering why I bring that up again, I think I might have muddled those up. So de jure means by right something, whereas de facto means whether it was your right or night, it is what it is. So when you hear people say, well, it is what it is, we must go on, that's their way of acknowledging that this is the de facto 
reality. So my independence is de jure, but by de facto, uh, I live under tyranny. And whether it's the soft tyranny of Governor Gregg or the soon-to-be-ratcheting-up harsh totalitarian tyranny out of the beast from the east, a.k.a. uh, (laughs) the mouthpiece of Uncle Joe, Sleepy Creepy Joe, um, we are not in control of our own destinies as a nation. As an individual, we do have some say in what we do and how we do it and when we do it. Setting aside that I believe as a Christian, at one point, we're all going to be on our knee and acknowledge Jesus is Lord until such time that we are doing that. We should be serving no other master. We should be standing for our own rights. We should be willing to accept the burden of independence. So I'm going to rehash a few statements and insert the word Republicans instead of Trump. So the Republicans have shown time and time again that they're not going to fix things. The Republicans have shown time and time again they're not fit to lead. And when they are leading, they don't do a good job of it and they don't accomplish that which we sent them there to do. The Republicans cannot and will not save us. The Republicans have zero interest in saving us. But unlike... The alternative, they don't actually all hate us. They don't all want to be little Stalins, little Mao's. Though they have no problem acknowledging the little Mao and the little Stalins from the other side. They have no problem with playing Vichy. They have no problem selling us out. We have a quizzling leadership that makes up the majority of the Republican Party. Now in Texas, we're fortunate we actually have a good chairman. And actually, the last chairman was not awful. And the one before him was, well, not great. And the one before him was pretty good. So we're in good shape now. We have got a solid guy as county chair, or I'm not county chairman, as the state chairman of the state of Texas Republican Party. Now, whether or not he's going to be able to raise the buku bucks that we need to continue on this fight, that still remains to be seen. And while we're on the topic of leadership in Collin County, we do have a good county chairman. I'm comfortable with calling that man my friend. And I support the vast majority of things that he wants to do and that he's currently working on. And as a Republican, whether or not I'm bound to do that, I will tell you freely of my own will. I go along. I think he's on the right page and we're moving towards the right direction. That being said, we don't control the majority of our leadership of elected officials. We don't control the elected leadership in the state house or the state senate. We don't control any of it. They are playing their games. They're running their plays. Lieutenant Dan wants to look just conservative enough to fend off any challengers. Lieutenant Dan wants to convince us all that he's a good, solid, conservative Republican that actually cares about our border, yet has done absolutely nothing to secure it. He wants to convince us all that he cares about these things because he likes being Lieutenant Governor. And why not? It's 
conceivably and arguably the most powerful elected position in the state of Texas. He just doesn't get the cooler title and the bigger paycheck. But I ask you, why isn't he leaning much harder on the House? Why aren't they getting our things done? It's because they have zero interest in doing it. They want to just trickle out enough steps in the right direction to ensure that they win their next election to fend off their Democrat challenger. And we accept that. We tolerate it. We smile and say, well, at least they're not Democrats. Now, I suspect I'm going to change pace here for just a moment. I suspect there are an awful lot of rural Democrats and probably even some that reside in the cities that have had a belly full of what's been going on. I suspect they're not happy either. I apologize. That was the brief interruption from El Runster. I suspect that some of these Democrats are getting wise that their own leadership has zero desire to actually improve the situation for them, that their rank and file, their grassroots, as it were, is getting really tired of getting the crumbs, is getting really tired of being pooped upon and told that it's gold. They're getting tired of having to accept the fact that their leadership is only interested in the very same thing our leadership is, which is maintaining power and control. Now, is it a majority? No. Is it a minority? Yes. Should we be concerned about them? Absolutely. These are the people we want to be approaching. These are the people we want to be engaging with. These are the people that actually see the same problems that we see. They're interested in seeing them fixed as well. They may be open to, well, I don't know, some dialogue on how we might address these issues that our leaders aren't interested in fixing, that our leaders use to both divide us and to maintain their control and power. And one ought to be concerned about that if you're in the state of Texas because we've had total control of the state government for over 20 years and maybe at this point we got half of what we've wanted done. Maybe. Now, we keep moving the bar, but the reason we keep moving the bar is because they're so slow to act and they're so slow to improve the situation. And had they actually acceded to our wishes and our desires 10 years ago, the bar may not have moved as far as it did. Now, I got to tell you, I'm all for pushing the bar. I'm all for sliding that Overton window further to the right. And they screech and cry about the tyranny. But there isn't really any example of this. Unless, of course, you want to include the abuse of power by our governor as he shut down the entire state on his own authority for at least a year because, well, he felt like it. Because the bug because everybody was scared yet neither the republican leadership nor the democrat leadership did anything to end it or stop it indeed we had four sessions and never was this addressed they are not interested in solving the border crisis they're not interested in solving the energy crisis they're not interested in i don't know doing many of the things that need to be done And they maybe kind of sort of addressed the election issue insofar as that they could guarantee that they won their own re-elections. Now, you can call me what you want to call me, but I still don't buy that Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan, 
and Governor Gregg both received more than two-thirds of the Republican primary vote. Don't believe it. Not in the slightest. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying. Sorry, just not going to happen. On the flip side, if we're to believe that anybody thinks Beto is one competent, two qualified, or three an actual good candidate for governor, oh my gosh, where have you guys been for the last, I don't know, four years? Now, if I'm a Democrat and I actually believe Democrat talking points, I might think to myself, well, he's saying the right things. He He's g- giving me the red meat that I desire as a good progressive, but the guy's a basket case. He's a mess. But because I'm a good Democrat, I'm going to go vote for him. Aren't we doing the same exact thing in the Republican Party? Aren't we putting forth people that are, let's call them subpar? Now, I'm not going to get into all the other states and all the other cult of personalities that are going on. But at this point, don't we have a few other, I don't know, people that are currently elected or set to be elected that are coasting on little more than a cult of personality or extremely deep pockets or I'm friends with this person so you can trust me. I mean, isn't that how most of these people get elected in the first place? And isn't this why we're always disappointed? Now, I can't undo what's happened. I can't can't go back and fix what I would call some of the mistakes were in the primaries this year. It is what it is. It is the de facto leadership of the Republican Party. I don't have to be excited about it. I don't have to be enthusiastic about it. But I refuse to be manipulated and driven by fear from, I'm sorry, a guy that's not even worthy of having his name on the ballot for governor. And and there's other candidates that are equally, I guess I'll use the word terrible, on the Democrat Party side. And I think it's really because at least for now, there's really no serious challenge coming from the Democrats. They don't really think they're going to win any race. So they don't really care who runs as long as they have somebody to run. And that's both good and bad. That's that's good that they're convinced they can't win, but it's bad isn't that it continues to reinforce the Republican complacency. The conservatives you know, this time around are in a full panic because, well, some of these races are going to be closer than we like. Yeah, okay. And my response is, you've been putting your children and your grandchildren in government indoctrination camps for 40 years. What did you expect? We've been importing businesses from the left coast for at least 30 years. What did we expect? We have open borders for uh, the better part of 20 years where we're importing people from a third world country at an alarming rate and not even talking about all the other states that are coming here and all the OTMs. And we've done nothing to control that. 
and we wonder why the once bright red state of Texas is now purple. And I'm sure none of these policies had anything to do with it. And the Republicans who have been in charge for the last 20 years have done very little to stop it. Oh, I know Lieutenant Dan ran on securing the border, but what has he done? Governor Gregg, when he's got his finger in the wind, has got to know this is a problem, but what has he done? Oh, they whine and complain and blame Washington. Oh, it's the fault of those federal government types. They won't secure the border. Yeah, you can do it. The state of Texas is essentially undergoing an invasion and we have done nothing to stop it. Now, the Republican Party of Texas has asked for a declaration of invasion. At least a dozen counties have declared an invasion. I suspect Collin County in the next 30 days will also declare that the state of Texas is under invasion. Well, under our own constitution and the federal constitution, we can do something about this. Now, isn't it funny that Arizona, who's going to be soon led by a lady that was a newscaster, seemed to figure it out and could tell us exactly what was going on in Arizona and basically say, we're under invasion, we're going to do something about this. She could figure it out and she's not even the governor. Meanwhile, our governor and lieutenant governor, they run their mouths but don't do a darn thing about it. Why is that? Because the Republicans have no interest in actually doing anything other than staying in power. They're not going to save you. Now, there are a few Democrats, particularly out on the border counties, that are progressive. But even they know this is a giant problem. Even they know that this is unsustainable. And they have mixed um, loyalties. I guess that'd be the best way to put it. You know, they want to look after their Latino brethren. They want to extend the handout to what is, you know, a, a tough situation. If I lived in the third world, I'd want out too. I get it. I really do. <clears throat> but if we're to believe some of the things we've heard in the last couple of years, the cartels are all over our country doing whatever in the world they want, and we don't stop them. And whether or not we ever secure the border, I don't think there's an interest in stopping them. How is it the Sinicola cartel is in Oklahoma preventing people from growing pot? Oh, I'm sorry. Marijuana, cultivating marijuana. And the sheriff's department or the state police are doing nothing about it. How is that possible? Now, we could say that it's because they're bought off like the Mexican government. We could say they have their hands full. There's any number of things. But we don't know. Because once again, the Democrats won't save you. The Republicans won't save you. It's on us. It's on we the people. We're going to have to do it ourselves. We're going to have to step up and get involved at the city level, at the county level. We're going to have to be willing to make some sacrifices of our own time and our own effort, not our tax dollars because God knows they get enough of that. But we're going to have to, I don't know, perhaps raise up a posse. I don't know, create a 
another militia, even though they're theoretically illegal by federal law. Um, yeah, pretty sure that federal law doesn't get to dictate what a state militia does or doesn't do. But be that as it may, if we're not going to defend our own border, then we can't complain about it either. We know the Democrats aren't going to do it. And now we see the Republicans aren't going to do it. And quite frankly, the federal government is enjoying watching what's happening. They have a vested interest in destroying Texas. We have to be willing to do it. Now, I don't know who, what, when, and where, why, and how, but I'm open to any and all suggestions. You can make your comments below after this episode. I suspect there are any number of people that have lots of ideas how it could be done. The only issue is they're going to need some cover. They're going to need a sheriff willing to put his butt on the line. They're going to need the governor, I don't know, to act like the governor. They're going to need a lieutenant governor uh, to lead. They're going to need some state reps to say, well, we're going to put aside our differences on the R and the D thing and realize that we're in crisis mode out in West Texas and South Texas. We need to deal with this problem now. We're going to need some of these sheriffs to say, well, you know, it's all well and good that we're catching this methanol and we're, uh, defeating some of the human trafficking, but we don't know what we're all missing. But if we would just shut the border down, we could get most of this under control. I don't know. It's just a thought. And I know it's real easy for me to say in the comfort of Collin County, but if they're already dictating policy in parts of Oklahoma, what makes you think they don't already control a chunk of Texas? And I'd like to know just what in the devil our leadership's been doing that a cartel's running part of Texas. I'm sorry. You can call that corruption, but I call that invasion. I call that subversion. I call that sedition. And I called our on our leadership that are going along with this, our leadership that is so fearful of a foreign entity is a quisling. Hmm? Perhaps they're content to turn over their state to a foreign power. Perhaps they want to be Vichy, Texas. I don't know. But what I'm really concerned about is the fact that I have lots of friends. I have relatives. I have political allies that actually think the Republicans in power are actually going to do something about this. I remain unconvinced. I'm hopeful that those few Democrats that are still sane, now they might be left to center, but that are still sane, will realize, hey, we're going to have to put things aside here and get this under control. There won't be a state left if we don't do anything about this sooner or later. There won't be a Texas worth saving if we don't get off our butts and do something now. But again, the Republicans don't seem to be interested in doing that. I'm not really sure what to expect anymore. I suspect if we don't take back our counties and we don't take back our cities and we don't reverse these insane proto-anesty programs where they're declaring them to be semi-sovereign semi-sovereign counties where 
you can go stay there safely and we're not going to look at whether or not you actually belong here or not. If we don't actually hold these people's feet to the fire who are seeking to subvert the rule of law, seeking to subvert the sovereignty of Texas, oh, they're not going to have to worry about, ooh, big bad Texan man. No, (laughs) they're going to have to worry about some things that are far worse. Different cartel leaders, different um, bosses, different mafiosos from south of the border. They're going to come here and start dictating the terms. You think it's going to be bad if uh, Texas declares its independence. What do you think it's going to be when the cartel thinks that they own 30 counties? Because you did nothing. Now, maybe we have to declare Texas to get proper leadership in Austin that's going to do something about it. I mean, a ragtag army of Texians and Tejanos were able to defeat Santa Ana. Now, the cartel, no doubt, is better funded, better armed, I'm sure. But you get a couple hundred thousand angry Tejanos and Texians that are also armed. I think we can handle it. I think we can beat them back down. I think we could chase them out of Texas. I think we could chase them out of the United States. It's just a question of whether we're willing to do the job. It's a question of whether or not the feds will get out of the way and let us do what needs to be done. Or perhaps if they would just do their job instead of messing around in other countries that, quite frankly, did nothing to us. Again, the Republicans aren't going to save you. They won't save Texas and they won't save these United States. Not until they have no other choice. And again, not all the Democrats hate you. There are still some sane people with these after their names that love their country. They might be a little misguided. They might see things a little differently. But even they know that there's a serious problem here. And we have to put aside this differences we have. And deal with the problems firsthand, up front, aggressively, or there won't be a country left to bicker over. (sighs) So as I wrap up this episode literally today, I just want to say, I do this to encourage and then to inspire the listeners of this podcast. I do this to remind people that we are the ones that can make a difference. We are the ones that can change what's happening. We are not dependent upon a couple of individuals in Austin and God forbid we're dependent upon those people in DC, the beast of the East. We can take care of this. It's been done before. You have to be willing to sacrifice. We had a whole bunch of people come here from Tennessee once upon a time, and they volunteered themselves to defend a little piece of dirt down in San Antonio. And they lost that battle, but they won the war. Are we willing to follow in their footsteps? Are we willing to take up the mantle of independence and responsibility for Texas? And quite frankly, for these United States. And while I might be standing in McKinney, 
How many other people are willing to stand with me? How many other people are willing to put in a little elbow grease? How many people are ready to raise their voice so the people in Austin can hear us? How many people are willing to go down to the next city council meeting and tell them to quit putting up thousands of apartment buildings, units, excuse me, thousands of apartment units that we didn't ask for and we don't need? How many willing to say, quit spending all this money on an underpass that is unnecessary? How many willing to go down to the commissioner's court and say, hey, we're really glad that you're not wasting a ton of money and we're really glad that you're listening to the sheriff as he's telling you, hey, man, we got to expand the county jail here. How many of you are willing to do that? How many of you are willing to go down to the local school board meeting and say, hey, you know what? We just want you to teach our kids their reading, their writing, and their arithmetic, and how to function as adults. And quite frankly, we don't have time for your social emotional learning. We don't have time for all this CRT garbage. We don't want porn given to our grade schoolers. We don't care about the alphabet soup people. We want our children to be told right is right, wrong is wrong, and there are two sexes, and it's male and female, and we want them to actually graduate knowing how to do these basic things. How many of you are willing to do that? And until we do that, we can't expect anything to improve down in Austin. We can't expect to save Texas if we're not willing to go and do the work to save our own counties, our own cities, and our own school districts. So if you're going to be dependent upon the Republicans saving you, you're going to be waiting a long time. If you're going to be dependent upon the fact that Hey, well, Stephen told us not all the Democrats hate us. Yeah, they don't hate you, but they don't agree with you either. You're going to have to go and do the work. I can't do it all for you. Some of my friends can't do it all for you. You have to be willing to do it. Hey, if you have any doubt on the effectiveness of one person getting off their butt and doing something, you need not look any further than North McKinney. My friend Kyle Sims has been stirring the pot excessively for the last couple of years and he's been making up for lost time love him or hate him he is effective you want to learn how to get involved you want to learn how to stir the pot you want to learn how to push buttons go look him up you want to see how you can be effective by traveling and whispering in the right people's ears and by pushing people's buttons go look at patrick wamoff man that guy's everywhere and on the entire nation kyle usually restricts himself to texas but geez Talk about two guys that have had enough and put in the work. Man, you don't even have to do a tenth of what they do and you could change everything. You know, Jesus told his disciples, if you would just have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move that mountain. Well, I'm telling you, if you would just put in the work, 5% of your effort into changing one thing in the community around you, you can move the mountain that is Austin. You think the progressives were able to do what they did overnight? You think they were able to subvert and invert our entire country overnight? No. They've been strategically working to chip away at the very foundations of all that made America special. They've been working to destroy these United States for over a hundred years. And they are just now seeing the fruits of that labor. And we can still effectively fight back. Now, we may not be able to save the nation. We may not be able to save every state, but we can save Texas. Let the people in New Hampshire, the people of Alaska, the people of South Dakota, the people in Idaho, the people in Florida, 
They'll solve their problems at their state level. But if we're not willing to save Texas, then all bets are off. Now, you can be angry at me. You can say that I'm dismissing the Republican Party and the things they're doing. I'm really not. I'm saying don't put your faith in elected officials. I'm saying you have to go do the work. And with that, this was According to Cows. I will see you on the other side. And don't forget to subscribe, comment, share, like. This is a passion of mine. I have now exceeded 10,000 downloads. And I'm looking forward to hitting 20,000 by the end of the year. And only with your help can I do that. The word has to get out. We have to be willing to do the work. Now, maybe I'll see you at the next event. Maybe I won't. But just know there are plenty of my friends and allies all over the place doing the work. And you should be joining them. I'll see you on the other side.